Welcome to the Gil and Brenda podcast as we share tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Listen for the action steps at the end, and now let's get to it. Hey, glad you could join us today. Uh, Gil and I are sitting here in front of the mic and uh, ready to have a conversation. Yeah, you, you came home a few days ago from being at work, and you were really sad. And... Um, and you were, you were sad and worked up at the same time. So I <laughs> yeah. wasn't quite sure which emotion to really pay attention to. But both of them, as we talk ab- about it and talked about it, uh, allowed me to kind of go, it is both. It, it, you know, this, this particular topic makes you sad, and it also makes you invigorated of why we sit behind this mic and try to encourage people. So I think it's all about... What are you doing to invest in your relationship? What are you doing to invest in your marriage? Well, and the biggest thing is, I guess, what I've experienced. And even now, I just kind of of choked up. It's like I feel such a hesitation from people to want to do anything for their marriage. Now, this isn't everybody. This is not 100% of people I talk to. But last weekend, we did a couples and coffee small event in a local coffee shop because our heart is really to go out into our community, any community, to um, strengthen marriages. And I guess the last few weeks as I was, you know, doing the promotion thing of getting the word out about it and talking to people and actually handing flyers out, I just, I just felt like this resistance, like, oh, that's nice. Or now, I don't know, they just weren't really engaged in it. Now, I, I need to put be aware of my filter too, because I'm like uber engaged in this marriage stuff because it's our passion. So I have to make sure that I realize not everyone's going to be as passionate <laughs> about it, right? Yeah, some people are passionate about ba- basketball, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. or gardening, yeah, or, or something really exciting like counting their socks or something, yeah, something, and, yeah. Uh-huh. But I guess I just I don't know. I felt like an underlying resistance to do like for people to do anything for their marriage. And we've, I felt this way for, I mean, we've been speaking nationally for over 15 years and our main focus has been with step families. So there's a lot of resistance and shame and all kinds of stuff with that. So, but we've also done a lot of marriage stuff too in that time. And even there, sometimes I just feel like, ah, I I can't put my finger on it. It's like, I'm sensing this hesitation of why people aren't, uh, investing and in getting any help or encouragement in their marriage. And yeah, they hesitate to engage. I mean, just you know, even last last time when we did when we did this uh, coffee and couple thing, um, just to kind of put a plug in for it, it was at a, a community level, and it was something that was a lot of fun. There were I don't know about ten, twelve, thirteen couples there, mm-hmm. so it was very intimate and yeah. a lot of fun. Yes, and and we just really gave each person a chance to kind of talk uh, at the table that they were sitting at, and and, and the ability to to get there. Once they got there, they were having a blast. Yeah, and we made sure that it was you know shallow conversation, <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't want anybody to feel intimidated by you know sharing their deepest darkest. Uh, yeah, we secrets. kept it shallow there, but I could you could tell that they were going to take the concepts home and have a deeper conversation. Mm-hmm. But I think what I sensed from you, Brenda, was is that. As you were getting the word out, there was there was like this kind of like this hesitation, 
almost kind of pushback. I mean, whether they didn't want to come and have coffee, if that's not their place to hang out. Okay, we got it. I mean, we've got other ideas of maybe doing the same concept, you know, in the community at a, at a local winery or brewery. Not that we are uh, advocating becoming alcoholics, but, you know, that hey, we're there to have a good time and talk about concepts around how do we invest in our marriage. And strengthen it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So just kind of... You know, this conversation that Gil and I were having is like, what are the reasons why people may not want to take, you know, the time to invest in their relationship, Um, whether it be, you know, going to a coffee and couples thing, going, listening to a podcast, going to a seminar, reading a book. I mean, there's so many resources out there. It's ridiculous. You can find something that you resonate with, right? But the pushback, I think we we just kind of came up with, well, what, why, why would people, why would we even, you know, be hesitant? Mm-hmm. And so, kind of name off a few of them here. Well, first of all, is time. Yeah. Right? Okay. It's yeah, because we're all busy. I get all, that. Uh, and see, busy for us, you've heard us say, is a four-letter word. That's just that's. I hate it when people say, "Oh, you're so busy." Ugh, it drives me crazy. We're not busy. We're intentional with our time, right? Mm-hmm, right. But that's just us. But I'm just wondering if. And part of the sadness I was feeling, I think, is is people are not in a good place with their marriage. And they're afraid to open up a can of worms if they go to some place where they have to talk about maybe not even their specific can of worms. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe they're hesitant because, oh, if we have to start to talk about this, then World War III is going to break out. Right. So if our issues, if our issues are kept in the dark, so to say, unexposed to the light, i.e. conversation, they will not affect us any. And I think that's a myth, that they're just going to go away. No, actually, they're probably going to get more intense. Yeah. And so not investing, I mean, when's the best time to invest? When the market is low, right? Right. And so when things are low and not all that great, that's the time to buy in. So as to when things are great, you, you got a great investment in one another. Yeah. In that same breath, though, a great time to invest in your relationship is those seasons when things are going well, yeah. which is counterintuitive because when things are going really well, you're like, well, I, we're, we're doing really good. We don't need to learn anything else. But your defenses are down. You're, you're not as uber hypersensitive to, you know, you winked wrong or you, yeah. have to, you, you, you put that thing away wrong. Right. So when things are going well, you're open to learning new things. So mm-hmm. we all have different seasons in our life where it's like, yeah, that was a rough couple of years or, yeah, the last couple of months, we've, we're really, you know, we're doing really well. Those are the times that you want to invest because you're open. Like you said, your defenses are down. I think that's a great idea. Um, also, it's easier to ignore the elephant in the room. We all know what's going on. Right, right. And nobody is brave enough to step up and say, okay, we really need to talk about this and flesh it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? It's a step of bravery because I, I, I care about you mm-hmm. and I care about us. So I think, you know, sitting in the counselor's chair so often people walk in the door with a little bit of a stigmatism. Hey, we're having a problem. And so something is wrong. Uh, maybe something's wrong with me and I don't want mm. to, I don't want to engage with you because that means I'm going to have to engage and deal with my own stuff. Yeah. And, and in a way, then who are you really hurting yourself, us, you, I, all of the above. So I, I think it's a matter of personal issues sometimes that causes people to hesitate. And that is maybe something that, that they need to overcome with proper encouragement because there's not a stigmatism. Nobody's perfect. I mean, no. I, I think there's only one person that's walked on water and that wasn't me or you. <laughs> that's right. 
Well, and part of that is the whole idea if someone has a low self-esteem or low confidence in themselves personally, like mm-hmm. you were saying, and that thought process, that distortion could be, I'm not worthy of having a happy marriage. I deserve being miserable. Ooh, and that's, wow. that is a flat-out lie. That really is. Everyone deserves being in a happy marriage. Now, does it take work? Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Both of you need to do it. We're not saying it's easy, right? Right. But I mean, building a sound house takes work. You got to get the foundation. You got to do all these things to invest in that. I mean, it's like investing in a great house. It takes time and energy, yeah. planning mm-hmm. and maintenance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you may have a few setbacks because that's life. So do you have the tools to be able to rebound when those those storms may come? Because they will. That's just a matter of life. Um Another issue that I think people may not want to invest in their relationship is they don't value the marriage to put the time and energy into it. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking a lot about values lately and how much that really um, motivates people's decisions. Right, because if it's a priority, then I, I will do it. I, again, I'm still sticking with this concept of investing in a home. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if investing in a home and maintaining a home is your greatest asset, then I would... I would maybe almost say maybe that's second because, frankly, investing in a marriage is a life. A home, that's just an asset. It's bricks and sticks. But a marriage, that's relationship, and that's something that you actually will take to the grave. It's funny you say that because I'm thinking um, to work on a house is a piece of cake (laughs) compared to working on a marriage. Right. I've had many friends through the years that have had the uh, financial means to always be redoing their house and remodeling and stuff. And the times when the remodel was finished and there wasn't anything else to do, the marriage fell apart because they had only each other to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Yowza, this is, this is, this is icky stuff. Well, oh, man. We tried to but think, yet you have another thing to share. We thought that we would at least, like, maybe, like we say, state the obvious of maybe you might relate to some of these things we, you know, mentioned or you know someone that has. It's uh-huh. like we're kind of bringing light to it. Uh, and there could be other things. I'm sure there's an exhaustive list, but we don't want to be a Debbie Downer here, right? Not, so, not too far. But I, mean, I guess what I'm concerned about is if you don't, invest in your marriage, right? And you hesitate, what, what's, where are you going to end yeah, up? Where, where is this going to go if I, if I fail to invest or I don't take this thing seriously and really value you and in essence really valuing us? Right. So when couples don't address the underlying disappointments or really a lot of unmet expectations, uh, distance between them starts to kick in. Yeah, because they try to fill that void with something else. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that place, too, that the distance happens. And then it was like what you were sensing indirectly for people, that there was this sadness. Mm-hmm. You know, they have these hopes, but because there wasn't the mutual investment together as a couple, there's sadness, there's disappointment. Right. And so looking right. from the outside in uh to what's missing uh, in the relationship could actually be harmful to the relationship because we aren't paying attention. Right. And as we were talking earlier, I think when people stand up and say their I do's and I don'ts and I wills, 
they never expect their relationship to start to drift or have this distance. It's not in their plan. This was not the direction they were hoping it would go. Right. right? I mean, and it's pretty simple that some of the simplest remedies to this whole thing is just keep doing the basics of the relationship. It's why you fell in love in the first place was because how many times do we say this? Keep the friendship alive. If it's vibrant, then these these things are are always going to be up front. We, we want to continue to invest. Yeah, and this whole thing about you know looking, you start to look outside of your marriage, and that's when when you're not feeling fulfilled or heard, um, and that leads to affairs. It could lead to addictions. It could lead to so many other things. But the ironic thing, and this is the point, I really want to, I really want to drive home. It's like. So many times what you're looking for and what's missing is right in front of you. Let me say that again. So many times what, you're, what you think you're missing in your marriage can be right in front of you. It's in your spouse. It was there at one point, hopefully, right, when you got engaged and you were in love and all that. Yeah. What happened? Where did it go? And the point is, and especially if you have kids, it's your duty to, for both of you to find that missing piece again because it's there. Mm-hmm. And the only way you're going to find it is if you don't hesitate and you invest in what you've got because we, we both know because of our story, it's a heck of a lot easier to invest in the marriage you have now than go through a divorce and all that hoo-ha, right? So what's in front of you really strikes a chord with you. So if you could say something to the couples that are listening or a person who's listening, what's right in front of them would be what? Well, it may... Face your fear? It may look like a total mess right now. Well, it probably is. Yeah, yeah. So to be able to push the mess aside and get down to the heart issues, because chances are if you're seeing a mess, your spouse is probably seeing a mess. Mm-hmm. So why let's let's dig in and talk about the mess. And if you need help to do that... You know, call a trusted counselor or coach or get some a third party to, to help you navigate this because you need to put your pride aside and your embarrassment and maybe get the help yeah. that you need. You and know, by which, the way, we do do that locally as well as via uh, you know, internet and video and, and coaching and, and even uh, intensives. But so, so let's, let's kind of make the, the, the corner here. So what are some action steps what are some action things that people could actually do to invest in the relationship? What 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 do you what do you what do you suggest? Well, gosh, how many times have we talked about this and how many podcasts and books are out there? <laughs> it's like relationship 101, but yet we forget. It's it's not rocket science. I mean, like I said before, there's so many re- resources out there. You could go on Family Life or Focus on the Family or just Google Marriage, and there's just, you know, a gazillion resources. But are people actually taking advantage of them? You know, reading together, listening to anything that bolsters new relationship skills. I think the other thing, too, is, is if you are in a place to where you are uh, contemplating working with a counselor, um, I, I would I would ask the counselor a really direct question. Are you a marriage counselor or one that is going to not fight for the marriage and just give up and go ahead and pitch in the towel and say, go ahead and get a divorce? Because there are counselors who are going to say, I'm not giving up if you won't. There is a difference. And so you want a counselor that even when it's the dark of night, 
is going to just stick in it with you. And, you know, there is a point to where the other person can make a choice that you cannot change. Mm -hmm. But one counselor that literally is going to say, no, just go ahead, dump it, go ahead, get a divorce. I mean, whatever. But to have a counselor saying, you make the choice, but I'm here, I'm not giving up until you do. Uh, And if you don't give up, then we'll figure out a plan. I think that's the place of really understanding something that even when we were at the the Coffee and Couples last night, we had a a gentleman who had been married for 30 years, and some of the other couples that were in the room had only been married for maybe four or five years. They were a real vast age of people. And we really liked what this guy said. He says, you know, after 30 years of marriage, I think it's really important to learn how to do things like this, i.e. come to something that's encouraging marriage. It's hard to adjust later to create a habit when you're 30 years in than to start a healthy habit of of investing in your marriage when you're early on in the game. Mm -hmm. It becomes a consistent thing. Mm -hmm. So it was like kind of like this grandpa figure talking to these other (laughs) couples was really awesome. It was like, you go, dude, because it was really important for him to share, hey, Invest, make this habit of, of really being together around not just the day-to-day uh, things that are logistical, but the things that really are emotional connection. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was talking to another couple at the event, too, and uh, he was saying, yeah, you know, I, I'm trying to connect with my wife, and she's always on Facebook, because I think we made some reference to Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'll have a conversation with her, and... And ask her a question, and she won't answer me. And then, you know, a few minutes later, I'll come back and ask her the question again. And she'll say, well, I answered you. And he said, well, no, you didn't. And she said, oh, yeah, I did, but it was in my head. Uh-oh, <laughs> so, uh-oh. A little disconnection there. So I asked them, good coaching question, so how could you do that differently next time? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I guess I could put my phone down. It's like, ah, yes. that's a good call. How would that affect, you know, your relationship? So mm-hmm. it, was, it was kind of like an aha, talk about basic, gee, I hadn't thought about what I could do <laughs> to make my husband feel like he's valued because I'm listening to him. Well, right? I, think, I think it's kind of the basic rule in our home, too, that if, if something important is being said, the rule in our home is, is that I better be looking in your eye and you looking into mine so that we have not only the verbal language going mm-hmm. on, but that I can understand your body language, your tone. And understand. Plus, I'm partially going deaf, I think, because there, there, are, there are things that you say. I'm going, that's not what I heard at all. I mean, it's, but it's, oh. that's the rule is, is that if something, you got to be in the same room too. I mean, you can't be talking about vital information when you're walking down the hall. Well, and I think the challenge is, and I think we've gotten worse at this as we're going running around so fast and trying to, you know, juggle a few things that I am terrible at that. Yes, I need to slow down. And look you in the eye and say, this is important. And as far as hearing, I'm wondering if we could get a two-for-one deal on hearing aids. (laughs) Well, I I think the other thing, too, you know, like the gentleman made the comment, hey, start a habit early on in your relationship. Uh, Such a habit could be something that's referred to as a stress-reducing conversation. It lasts all of about maybe 10 minutes, and you do it maybe three or five times a week. When When you add that all up, That is quality time that I have really listened to. What's stressing you out for at least anywhere between 30 to 50 minutes a week? 
Wow, that's a lot of time. Okay, but I did it in chunks of 10 minutes. Oh. So you say what's sharing, what's, got, what's on your heart, then we reciprocate. This, this concept has actually been researched and published and put out by the Gottman Institute out of the University of Washington. And it literally is a matter of just help me understand what's going on in your world. I'm not going to try and fix it unless you want me to. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm ready to fix it. <laughs> but if I can just connect with what's stressing you out, that allows me to come into your world, not try to you know figure you out, but to feel and to validate what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And if that's done on a consistent basis, we are now on the trip. We are on the journey. We are in the direction of investing in one another. Right. And 10 minutes. Yeah. You, do you value your relationship enough to have 10 minutes Mm -hmm. of a conversation uninterrupted, not in the middle of dinner, (laughs) Right. no interruptions when you do that. So yeah, if you want that resource, um, email us at, uh, hello at gillandbrenda.com and we can send you that stress reducing conversations, uh, those questions from the Gottman Institute. It's just really really powerful. That's another way of being able to invest in your relationship. And part of that too, um, someone had made the comment a couple days ago about they want to be seen by their spouse. And by being seen, you know, this is this kind of conversations are great because it's like, like what you and I do, Gills will say, how's your heart? And that's kind of a check-in with what's stressing you. Are you in a good place? How can I support where you're at? Well, I mean, if my heart is beating, that's a good yeah, thing. This is good. <laughs> but if my heart is heavy mm-hmm. and you care to be investing in a moment to, for allow me to be seen, yeah, you see me with your eyes, but do you see me with your heart? Yeah. That's a whole different conversation. That's not communication. Now we're connecting back right. back to season one uh, theory of the word connectication. And and if you want to listen to connectication, I can't remember which you know you know number it is, but go go to season one and you'll find it. <laughs> Look for connectication. So one of the things as we kind of you know begin to as I call it land the plane, start to become to to, to wind this up before we go to the action steps is, is is if you've listened to our podcast long enough our byline is if you ain't got the marriage you ain't got nothing and in a way i thought we know what that means and for those that maybe have been listening for a while they may know what it means mm-hmm. but if you're new to the podcast you know to listen in we are honored that you sit in but if you ain't got the marriage you ain't got nothing actually really ticks somebody off one time yeah, that's, and then I kind of felt bad. Gee, yeah, I mean, it was like, hold on a second. This is supposed to be a good thing. Yeah, and she said, well, I ain't got the marriage, but I've got everything. I've got a happy home. I've got happy kids. And it's like, okay. She sent an email anonymously, so I couldn't, you know. Yeah, and, and my, my heart went out to this person uh, because, yeah, your your life is happy but you haven't got a happy marriage. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, hold on a second. There's, there's a little disconnection there because you may have a great bankroll. You may have a big house. You may have healthy kids. But the level of marriage satisfaction is an asset just like all of your material goods. Yeah. But you can't buy a happy marriage. It is something that you invest in. You need to invest in it to get the return of a satisfaction. You know, if, if I'm content... With with you, 
then that that brings happiness. Mm-hmm. But I'm not always happy with you. I mean, there are mm-hmm. things that you do, and I know there's things that I do that you aren't happy with. But if there's an authentic relationship and we keep investing in that relationship, then I actually, when the day comes, and I hope it's not a long I hope it's a long time from now, mm-hmm. but I can take a happy marriage to the grave. Mm-hmm. I can't take a beautiful home to the grave. Who cares? It's going to end up being an inheritance to someone else. But a happy marriage, it has legacy. It has impact and it has meaning. And people are going to remember that. Mm-hmm. Plus the fact when I die, whenever that happens, I can go to my grave content and know that I was in love with you. Mm-hmm. And and that is going to be seen by my children. Right. And I think that's going to cause them to actually be more thankful and more happy than the brand new whatever it is in the garage. Right. And to give them an encouragement that it can be possible right. to have a happy marriage. Yeah. And like, for, and, like a deep down, not a surfacey happy marriage with all the, you know, happy life, great kids, big house, not that kind of happy marriage. And, and, I, and I don't mean to poo-poo those that have material wealth. I, God bless you. I hope you're using it to the best of your intentions and to the best of your abilities. But I have heard often, and this is where I get choked up, is how many people will say, I would trade the big house for a happy relationship and a content, honest, authentic relationship and live in a tent. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm kind of going, whoever this person that would say, you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing, is a fallacy. I'm not sure I could agree. Yeah. So when we say if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing, is not to offend or put off anyone. It is truly a way of saying, please invest, mm-hmm. because yeah. that is the foundation for your life right. and for right. your family, and that brings a lot of contentment. If you ain't got the marriage, then there are lots of things that you can get to get it back. Correct. So got it. Let's got give it. some practical action steps as we close up our time. Yeah. So these action steps, the first one is just to have a conversation with each other. And the question would be, what's one thing we can do that would be a positive investment in our marriage? Okay. Now for, for the guys, uh, I want you to listen in on this real quick. (laughs) And for the women, I, I would really like you to really listen in because if you say, Hey honey, we need to talk. You just lost your guy. Yes. So here's three quick tips for the ladies. Don't start a conversation because that typically means, what did I do wrong? What do you mean don't start a conversation? Don't don't start a conversation with your man saying, hey, we need to talk. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah. Don't don't start the conversation with, hey, we need to talk, but say, hey, I'd like to spend about 15 minutes later this evening or this afternoon when you have time to talk about... And then state exactly what it is to talk about how can we invest in our marriage? How can we have a a clear communication? How could we find out some resources about healthy conflict? You know, we can get into the specifics. What the point of it is, is give a time limit, give flexibility, and be specific about what the conversation's about. Because if you just say, let's have a talk, we are already on our defense. I think I would be too. Yeah. Yeah. So out of the three action steps, you just listed two of them. So one of them is having a, po- you know, a conversation. What does it look like to have a positive investment in our relationship? And then the other one would be to find at least one resource, whether it's a book, a podcast, a seminar that you could do together. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. go 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 do something that's yeah. going to be investment. And, and fun. It could be fun. It doesn't have to be really uh, a downer. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, we, who wants to go to something where we got the Kleenex box and we're beating up on each other? Yeah. that's the last thing we yeah. want you to do. I mean, go have fun with this. I think the final step uh, in these action steps is just to start having a standing meeting about your feelings and your emotions. Yeah, guy, you, guys, you need to talk about your feelings. Well, and that's yeah. where these stress-reducing conversations would come in. Right, but when you start a standing meeting to talk about mm-hmm. what's going at at a heart level and not just logistics, mm-hmm. you know, go get the milk, don't forget Johnny at soccer practice, and oh yeah, your mother called. Uh, you know, th- those are all logistics, and that has nothing to do with really investing in one another. It is about running your home. We, we, we dare not say don't neglect that. We're not saying neglect your home. We're saying don't neglect each other's heart. Right. Love it. And it takes work. And it has, it's, you need to be intentional. But I guess our charge in this podcast is please don't hesitate to invest because... That just makes me sad. And it's all about me, right? (laughs) It's just I see couples that are just awesome people that are just struggling. And their marriage could be so much more with just a tiny little tweaking. It's not, you don't have to do this all, you don't have to see a counselor. You don't have to do all this big stuff. It's just talking one minute, 10 minutes a week. I mean, we're not asking a lot. I'm begging you <laughs> because it's ten, your ten legacy. Minutes, 10 minutes a day. A day. <laughs> not 10, 10 minutes a week. <laughs> they might have to start at 10 minutes a well, week. They may be. not even have that. Uh, yeah, it could be. But start somewhere, please. Yeah. I, I think, like you say, please don't hesitate. Just, uh, we hope you dance. What was that old song? You know, I, you know, that you don't stand to the side, but that you dance, that you actually engage with one another. I dancing think that, is fun too. Dancing is really good. You know, it leads to things, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> Okay, so back to our final comment. If you ain't got the marriage... You ain't got nothing. Thanks for listening in. Hey, glad you joined us today. Want to connect with us? Find us at gillandbrenda.com and the usual social media outlets. We are available for coaching, counseling, marriage intensives, seminars, workshops, retreats, and so much more. We'd love to encourage you in your relationship. Give us a call today and thank you to our producer and engineer, Corby Stevens.